Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Tire Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tire safety check at your local Tire Power. Montane Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! Good morning to you at three minutes past seven on SENSA Breakfast. We are in Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. A massive thanks to Montane Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for tomorrow. That's here today. Mark Bickley, as we say good morning, a lot of people listening for the first time this morning. Um, crazy scenes weather-wise last night in Adelaide. Thunder, lightning, aggressive winds, which took out my lemon tree, which is horrible. I've put that on I've put that on social media. We might actually retweet that on the SENSAX mm. page um, because it was it's really sad. So so why did it blow over? Because it's a rather substantial tree is the landscaping you've had done recently did it have anything to do with it unsure we'll ask those questions today and see if we can get a discount um say, i would be uh, i'd be definitely asking that because it was looked like there's a thousands of lemons on it as well it's really fruiting heaps of lemons i told my daughter at about 1 a.m because she was awake due to the the thunderstorm and i mm. told her the bad news and she said what about the, the lemonade stand i was going to make yeah and exactly i've broken her heart which is really disappointing speaking of hearts breaking um the hearts of Queensland were broken over the weekend with the Broncos going down, the Lions going down, a couple of other Queensland teams. And the hearts of the Adelaide 36ers supporters, they had their first match of the season against Melbourne United at the Entertainment Centre on Sunday in front of 8,000 people. We've got two texts coming in before we hear the five things you learn. Big 0427154166. You got them in front of you, those text messages? Yes. Um, first one says... Uh uh, confirmation that the current 36ers roster is their worst in history. Uh, we saw last year CJ couldn't coach. Let's see how long he lasts. God, they're a bit quite scathing there. They're pretty direct. Uh, yeah, and that was from Daniel. Another one from Rocco says, Walsh, when they when they don't call you Jared, you know you're in trouble. Walsh, how long does CJ last at the Sixers? He wasn't very good last year with a good squad. You know what was uh, strange it, about the, the weekend's game? Jerome Randall was at the game. So Jerome yeah. Randall, who used to be the, the star guard for the 36ers, yeah. um, he put on his social media on his Twitter or X account saying, hey, I'm in Adelaide. Um, any chance of some tickets to the basketball? And then no one responded. And then he was really disappointed. And then he ended up getting tickets sitting next to... Um, there were a couple of Port Adelaide boys there and some representatives from the Supercross and he was there. And then he was asking on social media if anybody had a Jerome Randall jersey that he could wear at the game so he could feel a part of it. So he really wants to be part of the Adelaide setup. Um, that's not going to happen. Like he's not in Adelaide because he's not being recruited. So that's don't don't mm. get that in your heads. That's literally not happening. But why not for a layman like myself? Is he still playing? Is he still capable? Well, he's not playing at the moment. No, he hasn't played for a while. Um, and he runs his own camps or um, workouts with, with other mm-hmm. athletes, including NBA talent over in the States. Um, but at this point, we have 
yes, at the Adelaide 36ers, there is a spot for an import because we uh, released our import a couple of days ago. He was also at the game watching it. But I don't think Jerome Randall is the answer for the Adelaide 36ers. No, no. Where they fell short on the weekend was their, their big man department. So if they are looking at an import that will come in to fill the roster spot, they need someone that can match it with the other big men for the other team because um, that's where we really fell short on the weekend. And it felt like Melbourne United didn't get out of second gear. So it was mm. concerning because the road trip coming up for the Adelaide 36ers is Perth in Perth and Sydney in Sydney. And they're looking down the barrel of a zero and four start, mm. which is not yeah, good a, at all. It's a really tough draw. And like I say, <clears throat> with the disruption they've had in their preseason with their um, imported player sort of not no longer being on the roster. Did you say it's at the game? It was at the game. I know. It's so, it was so strange. He was at the game watching it. So whether he's waiting to head home or waiting for another opportunity and another organisation, I'm not sure. And then Callum's mm. just sent in a text on 0427-154-166 saying, will they do anything to honour Daniel Johnson? Well, I hope so. I think the, the question's been asked of Daniel Johnson, whether he wants to appear at a game so they can honour him. They're going to retire his jersey. But then it's up to him whether he wants to be part of those celebrations because uh, Daniel, in com- in comparison to uh, AFL, he's very much a Buddy Franklin type yeah. player where mm-hmm. he doesn't like the limelight. He doesn't want anything to be about him. He'd rather just vanish. But but hopefully he accepts that invitation to come back and um, be celebrated. Yeah, well, I think we'd all, all hope that. And also, uh, Daniel, so Callum went on to say he's a big fan of locut trees. What's locut. a lo- what's a locut? A locut is a fruit. Are you sure? It's like, yeah, it's like a yellow flesh with a brown stone inside. Hmm. Yeah, cool story. <laughs> SCNSA Breakfast, top five things we've learned. What did you learn, Mark Bickley? Okay, this is what I learned across the weekend. Great teams win premierships. You look at the, the if you lined up the two teams, this is Collingwood and Brisbane. Brisbane looked to have more firepower, more star power, more talent across their list, but it just... Collingwood find a way. They just found a way to keep getting in front, to keep uh, forcing the ball forward. And in the end, they kicked two really telling goals, one from uh, Steel Sidebottom and one from Jordan DeGoey that was enough to get him across the line. So great teams win premierships. And hey, Biggs, can I stop Collingwood you with that? certainly a great team. Let me ask you a question. In that last quarter, Steel Sidebottom was amazing with his goal. Scott Pendlebury, I think, had 11 disposals yep. and he didn't stuff up mm-hmm. once. Yep. Um, the experience in finals is key, it makes me immediately think to the significance and importance that if Travis Boak stays at Port Adelaide, what role he could play if he's there and they make finals in 24. Yeah, look, I think experience is one thing. I, I, I'd call it something else. I call it footy IQ. Like, Pendlebury and Sidebottom have got footy IQ sort of oozing out of every pore. And, and I put Nick Dacos into that as well. Like, he did some things, Dacos, that were really clever, including that final handball that got the ball to Degoe, uh to actually kick that goal that put him back in front. And that, that was my second point. It's the moments that count. And I had side bottom, Pendlebury, Dacos. They, they just know what to do in those moments. And, it's, and I know it's little things, but when you go back and you look at um, what happened in those moments, you know, there was a Josh Dunkley slipped over and he was fell over. He was on the ground. He was out of the play. And then Lockie Neal tried desperately to get goal side of Dacos, but he just couldn't get there. So there's all these little things that just weren't able to be sort of an eye dotted or a T crossed. And then that just opens the door for those really smart players to be able to do what they do. So 
Um, that was my second point, that it's the moments that count. And it's always been that for, for Collingwood. I think they, they now move to 18 games decided by under 10 points, mm. and they've won 16 of them. So, And, and it, you think about this final series. They won three finals by a combined total of 12 points, like to win three close games in front of huge crowds. It's just, you know, it's, it's happens too often for it to be luck. Uh, which is what I thought it was when you get to close games. There's such a big element of luck. But what Collingwood have proven is that you can take that element away if you continually do the right things at the right times. Um, the third thing I learned was how good is attacking footy in grand finals? At halftime, I was just spellbound. It was eight, 18 goals had been scored. It was nine goals apiece. At that stage, it was, it was one of the great sort of halves of footy. The ball just pinged around that second quarter. Um, the Lions kicked six goals, and they did that early, and then Collingwood came back. I think might have kicked the last three in the quarter, but they kicked five for the quarter. So it was just a, an amazing um, display of of great AFL footy, where it was just pinging from end to end. It was the you know great footy, great goals being kicked, marks being taken. It was just fabulous. So I love that. Uh, the fourth thing I learned was sometimes you can just be in the right place at the right time. And Billy Frampton was that person. Like, so in the end, <laughs> he's come in, um, Dan McStay, injured in the prelim final. Billy Frampton, yet to play a, an AFL final, comes in his first final as a grand final. Didn't have a huge impact. I know like, people have talked about his negating role on Harris Andrews. I don't really think he negated Harris Andrews all that much. Andrews had 16 disposals, including 11 in the last quarter. And Frampton wasn't on him the whole time. But Billy had... One kick, which was a soccer from a half a metre out that he soccered through the points and he had one handball. Um, but guess what? He played his role in the team. He was there and he was ready and it's been a long journey for Billy. So I'm not taking anything away from him. I'm saying, well done. You've got a premiership medallion. But gee, gee whiz, you know, there is, you think about all the players, you know, that, that retire without playing in a premiership and they some of them play hundreds of games and, you know, and, mm. and all those types of things. And, but at the same time, there is an element of opportunity and luck. And when all those things meet, that's what happened on the weekend with Billy Frampton. I think Billy Frampton looked equally as shocked when the final siren went of his disbelief of his football journey as well. But just because he hasn't played... Um, as many games as some other ones, it doesn't mean he hasn't gone through his own hardships as well, I guess, too. Oh, no, no, I'm yeah. taking nothing away. I, got, yeah, I, I think we said on Friday or Thursday about I, I love the fact that even when it wasn't turning out at Adelaide, he just went back in the sample and yeah. just keep kept sort of getting better and dominating in that competition, and that's what led him to Collingwood. And his flexibility was what Collingwood liked because he could play forward, he can play back, he yep. can play on the ruck, and that was the element that got him into the team. So taking nothing away from him... Uh, but it's still, you just, you know, I think people marvel at the fact that, uh, you know, you get that opportunity. And the last one is, and this is a little bit more lighthearted around the, the grand final, the last two years, Robbie Williams uh, as the pregame entertainment and now Kiss. I think star power works. Those guys, they've got some star power. They've got presence. They all had charisma. I just loved both those pre-match entertainment uh, gigs. You know, I'm sure they cost a fair bit, but I just feel like the event that is the AFL Grand Final demands you have someone really good as the pregame entertainment. Now, I'm a huge Crowded House fan, but I'm not sure Crowded House bring the energy that Kiss bring with the way they went about their pre-match um, routine on, on the weekend. So 
Keep going big. If 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 you're Andrew Dillon and you're on the back of uh, Robbie Williams and Kiss, I reckon you've got to go really big next year. Keep looking for the big acts and getting them in. So who at the AFL is the person that one day, though, will sit down with Mark Seymour and say, Mark, we love you, but mm. this year we've made the tough decision not to have you perform Holy Grail at the grand final. <laughs> well, I don't think he's performed it everywhere. I think you could say that about Mike Brady and up there, Kazali. I think it's been – he's done it 10 times. I Mike Mark's... Brady gets wheeled out to do that, yes. <laughs> but I think Mark Seymour's only done it – well, I'm not sure he's done it at the grand final before, has he? Maybe once yeah, he has. or he has. twice. Yeah. But still, I, like, I didn't like – the. a lot of people uh, weren't sort of overly enamoured with the, the rendition that they went with. It was, slightly, it was a sort of slightly... It was an acoustic, acoustic stripped back version. one. You were waiting for it to just build up and go bang, but it didn't. Mm. Yeah, and it was his band, so it wasn't the... Um, it wasn't the wasn't no, the it wasn't Hunters and Collectors. It was Mark Sam. It was very nice work, Mark Bickley. Uh, it's a big day on SENSA today. Of course, Trade Radio has commenced in the run home with Kimbo and the Rooch from 3pm. Uh, we'll talk to Tom Morris in about 15 minutes. And next, Bix, I need you to nominate someone who's making a difference. We make a difference. Save on your everyday living expenses. It is a quarter past seven. Good morning.